0: freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, and yes, all of you ultra maggus too. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 a.m., and listen from anywhere at conservative talkabq.com. Check out my website at freedomspeakwithbeckamarie.com, where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows as well as other useful resources. You can send me your questions and, com- and comments for advertising at beckamarienm at gmail.com. So, got a really packed show today. Got a lot of very interesting subjects to talk about and I've got a couple of really great guests in the audience. We often hear stories on the news about political prisoners in third world countries in which people have spoken out about their governments and are then arrested and imprisoned under the harshest conditions. We even hear of some people being disappeared in Russia. This activity has always been related to what we considered tyrannical regimes. That is, until January 6, 2021. There are examples of the United States taking political prisoners in the past. One great example is after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, when the Japanese sent planes to bomb the ships gathered at the harbor. When they ran out of bombs, they used kamikaze tactics and flew their planes into the ships. After this attack on February 19, 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued executive order 9066, which effectively required the incarceration of all people of Japanese ancestry in the United States. The vast majority of the more than 110,000 people detained were American citizens. It didn't matter whether they had just arrived on a boat from Japan or if they were third or fourth generation Americans. Those imprisoned included Japanese Americans of all backgrounds, mechanics, nurses, Sunday school teachers, photographers and even soldiers these people had done nothing to deserve being removed from their homes jobs and lives they were simply of Japanese descent many lost everything they had they called it an internment camp but it was for all intents and purposes a prison because if they tried to escape they would have likely been shot I've been talking to you about the political prisoners which have been imprisoned for over a year now under inhumane conditions by the Biden administration in the Washington, D.C. area. There are patriotic Americans that are being held in small, stinky, unsanitary, concrete cells under solitary confinement without their constitutional rights to a speedy trial, visitation, bail, and most of all, without actually being convicted of any crime. There's absolutely no proof that these people committed any violence. They were simply at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2020, 2021, to protest what they believed was a fraudulent election. <clears throat> Some of the protesters did enter the Capitol, but only after being let in and escorted by Capitol police. This is clearly shown by surveillance video. No weapons were confiscated, and no evidence of violence against anyone on the part of the protesters has ever been shown. These nonviolent patriots are being denied their inalienable rights, yet numerous violent criminals were quickly bailed out and set free thanks to Kamala Harris and the Minnesota Freedom Fund she promoted, a George Soros-affiliated charity designed to post bail for arrested criminals and rioters. Among these criminals are a woman who was charged with murder after stabbing a man who didn't want to have sex with her, a twice convicted rapist accused of sexual assault and kidnapping, and a woman who was arrested after allegedly shooting at the police, as well as numerous Minneapolis rioters. The MMF paid $100,000 cash to bail out accused murderer Darnica Floyd. for rapist Christopher Boswell, and $75,000 for the woman who allegedly fired at police, Jaleel Stallings. There's clear evidence of people trafficking fraudulent fraudulent ballots, I'm a little tongue-tied this morning, which is a federal crime. We have video. We have cell phone GPS tracking data. We know the locations of the supposed nonprofit organizations that were providing the fraudulent ballots. Will any of these people ever be arrested or pay for their crimes? Will they be put in gulags? We hear of no real consequences for Antifa thugs that assaulted people, burned down private businesses, and attacked government buildings. Coy Griffin was arrested and put into solitary confinement for 10 days in a small, stinky, unsanitary cell. No no phone call, no visitors, no bail, no attorney, no speedy trial, no rights guaranteed by the US Constitution. For 10 days Coy Griffin was disappeared. He was heard from he was heard from by Anyone, he wouldn't heard from, any, from anyone at that time. Friends and family were frantically making calls trying to find out where he was. It is clear to me that the message our government is sending us all is that if you are deemed a deplorable or a MAGA extremist and you screw with the government, you can make, we can make you go away. Nobody will come to your rescue and nobody will ever know what happened to you. Does this not scare all of you? This could be done to any of you. The same corrupt Democrat politicians that have for years been complaining about kids in cages, separating children from their parents that violated our immigration laws, and about the cruel treatment of evil terrorist criminals being held in Gitmo are silent and in fact orchestrating this un-American misjustice against American citizens that are only guilty of speaking out against what they believed was a fraudulent election. I have a few questions. Where is our Republican representative standing in front of the jail protesting against this injustice? Where is the ACLU? Where are all the human rights groups? Where are the women's groups protesting the murder of Ashley Babbitt? Where is the media? Where is the hordes of civil rights lawyers suing the government for human rights violations? Remember when Chuck Schumer stood in front of the Supreme Court and threatened the justices? Remember when Mad Maxine was speaking to a group of protesters instructing them to form a crowd and threaten Republican representatives? Wouldn't you define what these people did as an insurrection against the government? Even though what the Democrats do is illegal, you can sure give them credit for taking actual action instead of just feeding us a line of doublespeak, I noticed that the ACLU has formed a group called the National Prison Project. It's on their website. It's dedicated to ensuring that our nation's prisons, jails, and detention centers comply with the Constitution, domestic law, and human rights principles. Where are they? The ACL do, ACLU does, however... Fight for the right to abortion care. (coughs) These baby killers think it's okay if they threaten me and tell me I have to be a guinea pig in a medical experiment. But how dare me to speak out against killing an unborn child right up to the moment of birth or even 28 days after birth? They're going to scream, my body, my choice. We have learned it is not really my body, my choice when it applies to anything but killing a baby. I want to ask you, Will our weak, spineless Republican representatives ever stand up and fight for us other than just saying a few meaningless words? Remember when Trump was talking about that? About how all these people do is talk, that's all they do is talk, and they do nothing. He's right. Will they ever take actual action? Are they all, and I mean Republicans and Democrats alike, obeying obeying the same master? And I'm not referring to we the people. The United States of America was founded on the principle that we the people are in charge. And it is our inalienable right to speak out against our government. Yet we are seeing the government getting actively involved in censoring our speech on social media and everywhere else. We are even seeing the formation of a disinformation governance board, which I have nicknamed the Ministry of Truth. In a quote I found at Ammo.com, it states, it's not clear that any of the founding fathers would have considered themselves politicians, perhaps statesmen, if they were being uncharacteristically grandiose, but more likely the founders would have considered themselves to simply be patriots. Still, their views on politics proper are worthwhile. Mostly because they distrusted the entire notion of professional politicians, making their decisions based on what was politically popular rather than what was good for the health of the polity. The founders likewise would be derided as America first types today. They were very clear that while they believed in universal political and philosophical principles, they also considered their first loyalty to be the United States and fellow Americans. The founders were a number of things, but Citizens of the World was not one of them. So I want to introduce my two guests. I've got with me today... Chrissy, how do I say your last name? Chrissy Can, Cantor. Cantor. Chrissy Cantor, and Audrey Trujillo. So Chrissy's been on with me once before. She is the fiance of Jay Block, which is running for governor. Yes. <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Chrissy. Um, goodness.
1: Um, I'm originally from New Hampshire, and I travel back and forth from New Mexico to New Hampshire. Um, let me see. I'm a mom. I own a salon and spa. I am an American patriot and a truth seeker and a fact checker. And I am so honored and grateful to be on your show, Becca. And thank you for speaking out. And thank you for all the questions that you're asking, because this is unacceptable what is going on in our nation. Um, I'm tired of being lied to. And we should have our people um, that people in general should be telling the truth what is going on we're done with the smoke and mirrors we are done we're we are americans and everyone deserves to hear the truth and nothing but the truth and if you can't do that then you should not be an elected official and you shouldn't be running for governor or you shouldn't be running for any office i just feel i'm just i'm an american and i'm so honored and grateful and um half Mexican and Spanish, and when I came to New Mexico, I fell in love with J Block, and when I came to New Mexico, I fell in love with New Mexico, and this is the first place I felt like I was at home besides New Hampshire. I've traveled around the state and a couple, several countries, but to come to New Mexico and just feel like I'm at home It was just a beautiful thing, so thank you.
0: You're welcome. And you do a radio show in New Hampshire, too, right? Yes,
1: I do, and I'm able to do it um, whether I'm here or there, and it's a local station. I do it once a week. It's called Chill and Heal, and I got the idea because I'm standing behind the chair cutting people's hair, um, connecting with people, and I am... I'm a small business owner and what was happening was unacceptable and you're afraid to speak out and you're connecting and you're seeing all the censorship and I was like oh my gosh I'm like I don't know I just ended up talking with a radio person they're like hey Want to have your own show? And I'm like, oh, my God, really? I can do my really? own show? I'm like, oh, my God, unleash me. <laughs> so unleash a hairdresser and the truth is going to come out. Hey, there we
0: go. I, you know, I think that hairdressers or bartenders, uh, either one probably hear just about everything. It's like everybody's talking to bartenders and hairdressers. Yeah,
1: it's so yeah. true. And and so often we're a vault because people share things that are um, private. Um, but we are about you know, the truth, you know, at least that's how I am. Um, and I would never share anyone's secrets. Um, and I actually, I shut down my business two weeks before, um, the governor of New Hampshire asked us to shut it down because I took everything really seriously. And I had a friend in Italy that was sharing everything on Facebook and she was an actual live person that I knew. And, um, and her mom was a friend of mine in New Hampshire as well. And I went to New York on our way to a, hairdry- uh, a hair- big hair show. And all of a sudden, I'm with my coworker, Kim. And we're traveling down through Connecticut. And all of a sudden, we find out it is shut down. And I'm like, what? They shut down this ma- massive um, international beauty show. And I'm like, what is going on? So right there, being a mom and I work with all women and we're all moms, we we traveled back to New Hampshire and we worked for one week and I was like, you know what, go home, go home, don't spend your money. Uh, I I didn't know what to say to them because I wasn't sure what was going on. I'm like, just stay home with your children and bunker down and that's what we did. So <clears throat> I was I took it in my own hands and then all of a sudden, Several weeks later after I watched um, shadow, um, outofshadows.org and I was seeing what was going on in um, in real life. Oh, Target's open. The liquor store's open. You can go for an abortion. I'm like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, none of this makes any logical sense at all.
1: Yeah, so I just was like irate and I just, I'm like... I, um, you know, I know so many people struggle with alcohol and drug addiction and the fact that you couldn't go to AA and that's their medicine mm-hmm. and connecting and since when and churches In and and churches, churches you down. can't go to church, but you can go to the liquor store. Yeah,
0: it, it seemed like to me from the beginning, this thing has been a, a push to basically squash. Small Business. businesses, yes, and and promote big corporations, and because big corporations, are, and we're learning this a lot. We've learned this a lot, especially the past couple of years, are so influenced by the government, big time. Yeah. So, Audrey, tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, everybody. Um, <clears throat> I'm born and raised in New Mexico, and I am a mom like Christy. I love my kids, I think uh, being a mother is one of the most important roles that you can have. Um, I'm also a freedom fighter, I'm a constitutionist. I believe that we all have our rights and they should be protected. Um, I am running for New Mexico's Secretary of State. I wanna bring back honesty, integrity. Um, A lot of people just do not have confidence in our elections and that's a problem. And as a concerned voter, I feel the same way. And I wanna make sure that people don't feel like when you cast your vote, you have to worry whether it counted or not. Um, Born and raised in New Mexico, so I did go to the University of New Mexico. I was the first in my family to go to college. I received two bachelors. I have a bachelor's in criminology and a bachelor's in Spanish and Portuguese, which was my first language, actually. Um, I was brought up with my grandparents. My mom and my dad were pretty young when they had my sister and I. And I also received my master's in public administration and it was an emphasis in justice administration. It's the highest degree you can get in the criminology um, realm. So using those, um, that education, I really wanna get in there and, and I am all for audits. I think, you know, New Mexico needs to see what's going on. You know, we need to know where our money's going. Our taxpayers deserve that. They need to know that when they, you know, sacrifice the amount of money that they make in their checks and and property taxes and everything else, that their money is gonna be um, put where it's supposed to and not in someone's pockets.
0: And by the way, in that in the third hour today, we're going to be talking a little bit about those Otero County audits that you've got a lot of information on.
2: Yes, um, so just you know, want to make New Mexico great, and and I think we can do it. I love New Mexico. I love our, our our food. I love our 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 beautiful weather. I mean, we have such great weather. There is no reason why we shouldn't have businesses wanting to be here and thrive, and you know, working together with all the great candidates that we have you know, I'll be in, in a great place. I think, you know, we have some great governors, some great lieutenant governors who really are on the same page and we're gonna do a great thing for New Mexico.
0: Yeah, I think so too. That's so, about it. Everybody, and excuse me, I'm having a lot of problems with congestion this morning. I think the fires going on around the state is just, it, that always affects me. I think it just, it does. I think it affects, it's, it's the allergies and stuff, I think. So anyway, so excuse me if i got to clear my throat every once in a while. Anyway, so <clears throat> a lot of things are going on around the world that I'm seeing, just so you get an idea of what we're going to talk about today, because I've got a lot of things on my list. But there's a lot of deaths going on around the world now, n- namely with children. I'm starting to see that. I'm gonna talk about that. I've got a lot of information I've gathered on that. The the number of reports that are just popping up around the world on that are just are just starting just popping up everywhere. Then I got a lot of information on government hypocrisy. Oh my God, we're seeing so much of that. And the censorship is only increasing. And if everybody out there just sits on their hands and does nothing about this then they're just going to take over and we're going to be seeing something similar to a communist type government and we're, we're certainly heading in that direction. So anyway, I'd like to talk about some local things I've, or just some things I've seen in the news over the past few days in like the first hour and I saw an interesting story. <clears throat> Did you see that one? <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Did you guys see that story about the people at the Bahamas Resort that dropped dead? Three people there dropped dead. De- and, they're, and they're saying that they, they just dropped dead from just unknown circumstances. And I'm starting to see more and more stories like that. The, the one I saw here, it's talking about this lady woke up. She found her husband lying on the floor. Her legs and arms were swollen and she couldn't move and she screamed to get someone to the door. There was another person that died too, but there's no explanation for these people that have just died in the Bahamas. I found that interesting. I'm going to follow that story a little bit more. But, uh, you know, it's the fact that they're saying that It's unknown circumstances they have no idea. We're starting to see a lot of that where people dying without them knowing why.
2: Was there any mention about them being vaccinated or anything like that?
0: They didn't mention that. And I have a feeling that that is gonna be a point that constantly gets ignored.
1: And that's unacceptable Um, because aren't they asking um, when you're, are, are you allowed to go out of the country without a vaccination?
0: I don't know. I, do, I think it depends on where you're going. Okay. Yeah. Now, one thing I have noticed is that, you know, I've talked about these so-called vaccinations because they're not vaccinations. Yeah. I've no been way. talking to them about about them for a couple of years now, and there's a lot of other scientists and doctors around the world that have been talking about it too. And another thing that I talked about, and I talked about this before anybody else was talking about that I ever heard of, actually, I was talking about, and this was. A year, and a, a year and a half ago on when I was very first getting started doing radio. I was talking about the spike protein shedding and that's before it actually was a thing. It's something I, I discovered that I was doing some research and it's like, hmm, spike protein shedding. What is that? Well, I can tell you from personal experience that, okay, number one, I've told you guys this, I've never had the vax. I've never had a swab shoved up my nose. I've never had any of this. I've never gone along with any of this garbage. None of it. And I'm just fine. And I've been to numerous mass gatherings. I've I've been, yeah, I have not changed the way I live my life at all over the past 2 years. I've been hugging people, I shake their hands. I'm not washing my hands any more than I ever have. I wash my hands pretty regularly anyway. It's just I don't like to have dirty hands, you know. And so Anyway, so what I'm saying is, I'm still just fine. Well, sometime back, I was around somebody that has been vaxxed. And I'm certain they've probably been boosted and everything else. I think they probably go along with anything that they're told to do. I was just around this place, this person just fairly close to them for a couple of hours. And I came home and I was sick. I mean, my temperature shot up to like 102, and I felt really, really horrible. I was fine by morning. But yet being around, coincidence? I don't know. I don't know. But I I have another friend, and I'm not going to say who it is, but lives around a family of vaxxed people. And these people are buying into all of it. Lives around these people all the time. His health is steadily going downhill. Not too long ago, he had a heart attack. He had blockage in the arteries going to his heart. And he almost died. Now, blockage? What do you think the blockage is? I I don't know. Anyways, he's, he's having a lot of really weird health problems. And... Yet he's around all these vaxxed people. He's never had, he's never had it. So spike protein shedding. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Uh, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, I know um, my mom didn't get COVID um, and she was around a lot of kids and mm-hmm. um, I'm not vaccinated. I'll never get vaccinated. FYI to everyone out there. Um, I've, always been freedom of choice Mm -hmm. um but educate yourself and the the facts are coming out um this is we're guinea pigs yeah um and but yeah my mom ended up getting really sick um there were children that were vaccinated and she wasn't around anyone really else because she goes to her school did her thing and then so yeah
2: What's the, it's really a lot of unknowns. That's what's yes, scary about it. And totally. the misinformation that's out there. And, um, you know, our kids are around all that as well. So, yeah. you know, if they're at school and they're near people that are being vaccinated, I mean, my son, you know, he's actually dating a girl that is vaccinated and her family all believe in the vaccinations. In fact, her, her mother is actually, um, that's what she does for a living. She gives shots. So it's 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 very discouraging when you're trying to raise your children to have, you know, a mindset where they do their education, but they're being so indoctrinated and when you talk about these things, like my son, I, I talk to him and I say, Well do you realize you guys are in the least amount of um, you know, category of people that if you get it, you're going to be okay. You're going to yeah, build like, your immunity. Like 0%. It's like 0% <laughs> for you. Why would you go and inject something in your body that could possibly potentially harm yourself from even having children in the future? You know, I'm I'm looking at my at the future of these kids and you know, they're in their their early you know years 18 19 years old and and it's they don't even know what this is gonna do and how is it's going to affect their their lives when they get you know when they decide to get married and have children so I'm very concerned and I, I do believe that this spike protein thing is something shedding is is something that is true and it is real and and um, it's something that we need to look further into because if you can pass something, you know, person to person, especially to those that are not vaccinated and cause damage to your body or, or potentially future, you know, for your future children. That's that's something that we really got to look into.
0: Well you know my one my one good friend that I told you that is around all these vaxxed family members mm-hmm. and his health seems to be going steadily downhill. I talked to him on the phone a couple of days ago and this is somebody that he, he's very, very intelligent. He's always got like really, really some fantastic insight on just about everything. And even though he's, even though he's not got the most eloquent way of speaking, he's very sure on what he's going to say. I was talking to him a couple nights ago, and he just constantly kept forgetting what he was talking about. Constantly,
2: Like brain fog.
0: Yeah, brain fog. And it's like, oh, God, I, I told him, I I'm really, really concerned about you. You need to get out of the house for a while.
2: Did he actually get COVID at any time?
0: Um, I don't.
2: Because that is a reaction from actually getting the Yeah, the I don't virus. recall.
0: I don't recall. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, because I've heard that. I've heard, you know, from getting COVID, and these are people that are not vaxxed. Well, this is something of...
0: he just started developing recently. So, anyway, so we're at the 30 minute mark. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back.
1: Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed and insured GB98 construction company. I'm Michael Eustis, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505 385-6680. Also, find us at agavebuildersnn.com
0: and follow us on Facebook. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? PERKINS PROTECTION TRAINING OFFERS STATE APPROVED CONCEALED CARRY CLASSES FOR BOTH NEW MEXICO AND UTAH, TAUGHT BY A CERTIFIED NRA instructor. LOCAL WOMAN OWNED AND RAN BY HUSBAND AND WIFE TEAM SINCE 2004, INDIVIDUAL COACHING ENSURING EVERY STUDENT LEARNS ACCORDING TO THEIR INDIVIDUAL NEEDS, COMPLETE WITH PRE-CLASS AND FOLLOW-UP TUTORING, ONE-ON-ONE, BEGINNER AND ADVANCED CLASSES ALSO AVAILABLE, MENTION KDAZ FOR 10% OFF CLASS, CALL 505-238-1214, THAT'S 505-238-1214 OR ON THE WEB AT PERKINSPROTECTION.COM. Training.com. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derived from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist ribsbbq.com. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recycler. Serving New Mexico for 30 years. Veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Turkey, welcome back. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak on KDAZ. 96.9 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I want you. I want to invite you to send me questions or comments, or if you want to get started advertising, email me at beckamarienm at gmail.com. We've just been talking a little bit about the uh, news. By the way, that song I just played, I don't know if you guys know that what that's from, but that's from one of my favorite movies called Better Off Dead. It's just it's hilarious if you guys haven't seen it. It's a, our, uh, the artist is called E.G. Daily. That's her name. Anyway, and I want to apologize for my throat again today. It's terrible. But anyway, so another thing I noticed I I was watching something from President Trump's recent rally that he did. And he, you know, he he keeps saying, I'm a big fan of President Trump and I voted for him both times. But he keeps saying things that sometimes really, really make people angry. And there was a. uh, Time on the last rally in which he was he touted a friendship with a jets owner Woody Johnson, heir to Johnson and Johnson Pharmaceutical Company. Now A lot of people are not happy with Johnson & Johnson. And as a matter of of fact, some of the information I have uncovered about Johnson & Johnson, their vax is killing people just as much as anybody else's. And I, because I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, well, I'm fine. I got the J&J vaccine. It's like, um, no, people are dying from that one too. And, And the deaths are just outrageous. And then he complimented uh, Xi Jinping and uh, North Korean dictator uh, saying that they were um, the smartest one gets to the top. Now, I don't think he was actually compliment- complimenting these guys. I don't think he really likes either one of these guys very much. But sometimes the words, people get them confused and think that, that he, is, he likes them. But it's like, no, he's simply saying that these guys are tough leaders, and they are. Because people do what they're told in those countries. So anyway. um, Donald Trump has never been off message and out of touch. He's now off message and out of touch. Only competition can bring him back. Either he gets back or he loses. Either way, the country wins. That was a commentator. Jesse Kelly said that. Anyway, so. Another article I saw was how Biden is urging Germany to delay Russian oil ban until after midterm elections. Now, people are suffering in this country. The The gas prices are sky high. They're over $4 a gallon for gas, at least here in New Mexico. And in some states, they're close to $6. And people are hurting. And an interesting story I heard the other day, too, was that he is export, you know, how he mentioned a while back about how the strategic reserves, he was going to release some of the, the, gas, you know, the oil from the strategic re- reserves to help with the gas prices. Do you know that he is actually exporting a lot of that oil to foreign countries? He's draining our strategic reserves and exporting it to foreign countries. doesn't surprise me no i mean that oil is for our national security in case we were to end up in a war and say imports were to drop off to nearly nothing we would have a little bit of a buffer to keep us going for a while until until things changed but he's draining our strategic reserves and, and doing that doesn't really make any difference in the gas prices and at it all. it was
2: President Trump in his last term that filled those reserves.
0: He totally did.
2: We had so much gas they couldn't give it away at the mm-hmm. time. You know, we had those oil, uh, what do they call them? It went down to like a ridiculous amount.
0: Oh, yeah. There was, a, there was a day, I remember, there was a day that the oil prices on the market went so low that it was actually, they, they literally if they were going to get rid of it they had to pay somebody to take yes, it which exactly. was which was oh my gosh so where
2: do we go from, How does that happen? from there to now where we're at you know right. it's like it has 100 the bucks best a,
0: interest of our of our country yeah over 100 bucks a barrel now exactly
1: well he clearly doesn't have the best interests um, for america and i just feel well, what did he do? He shut down the gas, um, the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And, but then he okayed um, Russia's pipeline. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, this is common sense. What is going on? And I love how you always ask the question we should be thinking, what is going on? We might not be knowledgeable in everything. And going back to the vaccine and everything. With the censorship, who are we supposed to trust? Even some of our own doctors, our personal doctors that we've trusted all these years just want to give us the jab. And I'm like, wait wait a second. Companies are not liable for anything that goes wrong. And I know people that have been affected by this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who do we trust? And we've got to like dig deep and find the facts this is really hard when we have. We're trying to put food on the table. We're trying to get our kids to school. We're dealing with so much that is going on. Never mind. Um, last time I checked, isn't isolation for? Huh, um, and you know, I think about Coy and what he went through. Isolation is when you've done something wrong. Okay, you're being when you, punished. you're being punished, you're in jail, and then you're being punished on top of it.
2: We were all isolated for we all were this. We're all punished. We, we were, were all punished. We were like. Um, <laughs> yeah. The kids of this governor she treated everybody like five-year-olds stay home i see you at the airports i see you on facebook it's like who is she to say those things
1: yeah and what was she doing
2: yeah up there she was over there partying on navajo lake you know buying jewelry out there you know doing her shopping that was expensive i mean it's, it's just amazing how the mentality is and the people still Support her. I don't get it. I am like in awe about that. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, she actually killed a lot of our people in New Mexico. And they're saying that she saved lives. I mean, there's seniors... That never should have been moved from their senior centers. They placed, you know, people with COVID in there. They, they, you know, it's it's just it's just so sickening to see people in line. I remember, remember when those big bread lines that we had. Oh yeah. You know, around the big box stores at the. You, she only you saw my video opening?
0: from the bread line and at, at the Walmart Edgewood, well, right?
2: There was elderly people <laughs> standing in line because they needed to go to shopping, and you know, there was a man there that one of my friends was behind, and he was an elderly. man. Man in his 80s, the poor guy like literally just passed out in line and hit his head and peed himself. You know, and it's like those are the stories that people need to hear because you know what, those are people, those are those are our new Mexicans. Those are people that she put in a very bad place. And, you know, I just, I'm not forgiving about that. And, and I do not have respect for this governor. And, you know, she can do all these, you know, great things with the money that's not even hers right now and, and try to buy everybody off. But a lot of us will never forget. We'll never forget.
1: Yeah. I'll-
0: well, you know, what she's doing right now is she's, she's ended the mandates for now.
2: Well, She's on campaign mode right now. Right,
0: she's in campaign mode because... What it is, is that a lot of people, matter of fact, most people, have very, very short memories mm-hmm. and they will forget what has been done to them over the past couple of years. And And I'm sure she's going to get a lot of votes. There are going to be people that are going to say that she did such a great job and how they care about her, how she cares about them so much. It's like people, she doesn't care about you. you know. She cares I think about gonna herself. She's going
2: to be surprised, honestly. She's going to be like Hillary Clinton thinking she has the win. Yeah. And and it's going to be taken from underneath. She's going to be one of the first governors that probably doesn't have doesn't get her shot in a second term.
0: I sure hope you're right.
2: You know, we've we've got great candidates.
0: (laughs) We've got great candidates. I hope one of them works. Yeah, I really do.
2: Well, people love their freedom. Even in those that probably gave her a chance the first time, they see the damage she's done. She's done that to their small businesses. Mm -hmm. You think about it, New Mexico. That's one of the biggest. employers here is is small businesses and over 700 businesses closed down forever Mm -hmm. during this because of her mismanagement right and those are family businesses that have been in the families for a long time yeah i don't think people are going to forget those things
0: no i've talked about that uh, a number of times i've told people it's like when you start a business i know i mean i've had my own business for a long time and a lot of time you put everything you have into it and you're you're you're, you know, you're calculating on how much work you're going to get and what you're going to be able to do. And then you don't expect, I mean, I don't think anybody would have expected that at any time ever they would be told that they have to close their business for like a year and a half. Um, who can, who can, what are you going to be doing for a year and a half you know, we, a lot of people that are running a small business, they're working, they're they're, they're paying their bills month to month.
1: But the abortion clinics were open.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Those that's and essential. And liquor stores. So, yeah, that's essential.
1: And third trimester abortions, like this is beyond evil. Yeah. So they're, they're, basically, they're trying to break us. Um, yeah. yeah. Break yeah, us. Yeah, well, it, like
2: you said earlier, this is... Uh, this is a battle between good and evil. hundred percent. This is all about morals, principalities, and it's the conflict between, you know, those that just want to destroy the state, destroy this country, and stay in control. You know, you can't be king if you don't have no peasants. Mm. You know, so that's the mentality that we see in New Mexico with this current administration. And people need to wake the heck up.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that are willing to be pe- peasants in this in this state. It's, it's mm-hmm. just unbelievable. You leave the state and things are completely different.
2: Well, who's their daddy? Federal government.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, they, they, they give out
2: the checks like they're candy. Yeah. And you get them hooked. They can't live without it. They don't know how to work. You know, it's, it's really sad. And we have a lot of drugs in this state because of the open borders. You know, there's so many problems in the state that could be resolved if you have a good leadership, someone who's willing to serve their community. And, you know, I, I have actually worked with, uh, with your husband, well, your fiance, Jay Block. Um, he was my commissioner in Sandoval County. And, you know, one thing I know about him, he's a fighter.
1: I'm definitely a fighter. And he
2: loves the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his leadership within Sandoval County has been one that I'm very proud of because, you know, he stood with us. He stood with the people, the freedom fighters. I've always, you know, wanted to make sure that when we get together, people, that we are fighting, a, a I wouldn't say a war, but... Fighting the principalities to keep everybody safe, and when it comes to our children, it comes to our communities, you know Jay always stood for the right the right reasons, and he also showed up and that 's something i don 't see from some of these people that are running, and I have a lot of respect for that
0: well, you know we complain a lot about what the federal government is doing, mm-hmm. and that is important, but a lot of things are the fault of the local and state government it's like like the invasion on the border of new mexico okay the governor should be doing something about that now look at what abbott's doing i mean i'm not a big fan of abbott in texas because he went along with the with the scam for quite a while in texas even but
2: well they can assist you gotta remember the mm -hmm. borders are federal
0: yeah well still
2: but they are taking orders from who's in office yeah Things would be a lot different if we had a, you know, conservative president, you know, someone who believes in closed borders and, and protecting our borders. But right now, we have somebody that's all open borders. Let's replenish our, our, our voting pool. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality that we're seeing right now.
0: So, on this uh, other topic, I was talking about about the the issue with the oil. Okay, this is only getting worse. I read an article the other day in which, you know how we get a lot of oil offshore from these offshore oil, or rigs, oil rigs. Well, the leases on those rigs are about to come up for renewal, and Biden is not renewing them. Okay, so if you think the gas prices are high now, from what I understand, close to 50% of our oil comes from those offshore oil rigs and those leases are going to be allowed to expire. Now, like anything else, when you, when you're going to be when you're going to be doing setting up like to be drilling oil somewhere or whatever, it takes time to get things up and running. It can take months. So, if this stops to get it started again, will take a long time. Now, Russia's in the news a lot these days. I watched an interesting video on social media, and I think it actually might have been on One American News. I'm not sure. But that guy, he posts a lot of things about what's going on in other countries. matter of fact, I I watched an interesting video last night about the history of of Ukraine, about um, their history of different countries occupying them and, and how the Ukrainians have this history of being side switchers basically they'll ally with a government like switzerland, <laughs> like switzerland yeah and, and but yet yeah, then another com- country will come in and they'll say ah you now we're done with you and we're going to side with just like now you've heard these stories about putin justifying what he's doing by saying he's denoxifying ukraine well there's actually some truth to that because the truth to that is is like And I learned this. This was really fascinating. I watched this video. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. But in Ukraine during World War II, half of Ukraine basically gave their allegiance to Nazi Germany. So there is a large number of – there was, at least, at the time, a large number of people that – went with the Nazis willingly and did and went along with all the atrocities. And the interesting thing is, is that during the Nuremberg trials in which these people were held accountable, in which, and why I want to mention that a lot of the people held accountable at the Nuremberg trials were doctors and nurses because they were carrying out the horrific, atrocities that the Nazi government told them to do. Now, does that sound familiar? That sounds very familiar. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? It sounds familiar. Well, eventually, the the good guys won the war, as we know, thank goodness. And these people were held to trial. A lot of these people were executed for crimes against humanity. Now, I want to remind doctors and nurses out there when you are simply doing what you're told you're following orders and giving people this experimental drug in which you really know nothing about it it's it's like funny it's like I think these doctors are just simply taking their lead from the CDC and whoever else, and they're doing what they're told. They don't really have any knowledge whatsoever about what's actually in this so-called vaccine. They have no idea about the various reports. They have no idea about all of the adverse reactions that came up during the clinical trials. and And they probably don't even understand how badly the clinical trials were done and how the numbers they lied about them.
2: Well, whenever they have a prescription, you know, you go to the Walgreens or whatever, you always have an insert in your, your medicine or whatever you're given. They didn't even have that information on this vaccine that they were forcing on people. That, you know, you would actually, you could ask them, say, well, I want to know what, you know, where's the insert? Where's the information on this? They couldn't find it. And that's that right there is... Pretty suspicious, you know, why do you not have this information available to let people know what could be the possible side effects? Because they didn't know. We were experiments. We were a social experiment as well with these masks and everything. They wanted to see how far they could pull this off. And now they know that people are sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, we failed, we failed this experiment. Sure,
0: they know people will do what they're told, mm-hmm. without question. That's you know, on this Russia thing with the, with the oil, on this I watched this one video that uh, this Russian guy posted and it was him and his wife and his and his baby was in the car and he did this video on on social media in which he was driving around to several different Russian gas stations and he was showing what the prices of gas are in Russia now they were definitely russian gas stations he showed the he, he was showing as he was driving around he was showing the signs at the gas station you could see it was all in russian and they were russian gas stations and what he did was he translated cuz they sell gas by the liter in russia so he translated the the dollar amount and the and to american gallons Guess what the price of gas ranges in Russia right about now?
2: Like $2.
0: Less than $2. It, it, it ranges between $1.70 to $1.90 a gallon in Russia. That is unbelievable. Well, because
2: they're oil independent.
0: Exactly. They're they're we energy were independent. Oil
2: independent. Russia's is wow.
0: not impa- importing oil. They're exporting oil yes. like we used to be. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of prices you have when you are energy independent. That's the kind of prices we had when Donald Trump was president.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we are empowering Russia. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And you China, know, I mean that's pretty else. clear, right?
0: Yes. Not to mention I want to I, I want to mention if you guys have been keeping up on the news at all, you will t- hear them constantly talking about they're constantly appropriating more and more money and sending it to the Ukraine. I mean, billions of dollars. The most recent amount of money they sent to the Ukraine was $40 billion. They, Our money. Mm. That's our money.
1: Unbelievable. And they wouldn't give Trump um, how many billions of dollars to build the wall?
0: What, two billion? I don't know. Some really small amounts. Yeah,
1: and and how much is going over to Ukraine? Yeah. And I feel for
0: people that are in war. I I do, but at the
1: same time- But we're at war in in here. We are. What's going on with everything?
0: I heard Rand Paul talking about this, and it's like, we can't be the world's police. We can't, we can't, you know- We can't be
2: the world's ATM.
0: No, we can't be that either. (laughs) It's like, so people need to think about this. When they talk about sending $40 billion over to Ukraine, okay, Number one, a couple of things are happening here. They're sending cash. They're sending <coughs> military hardware. So a couple of things are happening here. They are literally draining our country dry. Now, I've talked about this before, and, and I like this. On my very, very first show, I was on with Greg Zanetti, and he was talking about, we were talking about the origin of what wealth is. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately starts from a couple of different things. One is labor. And the other is raw materials. So so those are the two things that when you think about wealth and you think about money, that's where it all starts. Basically, it, it's kind of like a, a scientific thing is that when you want to have create energy, you have to perform work. Okay, same thing with the economy. In order to generate money in the economy, you have to perform work. So what they're doing when they send these billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars over to Ukraine, they are selling your future work. And so you're gonna get less when you you get your paycheck you're going to, it's, it's kind of like somebody made the analogy the other day. It was kind of interesting. You know, like those Obama phones and, and you hear about how they're sending all the baby formula down to the border, uh, giving it away to illegal aliens. When you get your paycheck, that has came out of your paycheck. The Obama phone has come out of your paycheck. You've paid for that. Oh, yeah. And you don't have one. And that's I don't even,
1: approve.
2: Right. No. And that's
1: Get not even to work. talking yeah.
2: about the, our future kids, our mm-hmm. are the grandkids. Right. Everybody, and we're, that's, we're
0: selling their labor right now.
2: We're on IOUs right yeah. now. So right. none of that is even real money. So
0: when you send $40 billion over to Ukraine, you're saying, okay, yeah, we'll just uh, extract $40 billion worth of work from uh, from your grandchildren. That's essentially what's happening because, I mean, this country well, is broke. Well, going to be
2: the future's, you know, debt. Every baby that's being born right now, mm-hmm. when they sign that birth certificate, that's their debt that they're they're walking in without even exactly. being part of it.
0: Exactly. So money just doesn't grow on trees. I think Sharon, when she was on with me last time, she said, well, people must think that we have a money tree. So, no, no, that 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 IOU from the federal government, which is basically what a... A dollar bill is, it's an I.O.U. from the federal government, that is guaranteeing that, okay, I'm gonna make sure one of these stupid Americans performs enough work to to make good on this. Because if you were in a if you were in a very pure barter system, which basically a dollar bill is like fiat currency, okay? It it makes it easier to do. But if you were in like a very purest form of a barter system you would have to have something like let's say you had a farm and i'm an engineer i do i fix things and and i install things and stuff like that and let's say for instance i had a farmer that wanted some work done say hey uh becca i'd like i'd like to have some wi-fi here at my farm Uh, can you do that for me it's like well what do you got you know what can you give me and in trade for me doing that work for you and he says well you know i can i can give you a few chickens and it's like I like chickens, sure, okay, yeah. You give me the chickens and I'll do the That's work for you. That's interesting
2: to say, um, my friend up in Texas, she's one of my really good friends. She's like my, she's like a sister, and she's the one that does the, she started the hashtag New Mexico, Melinda Rivetta. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about that th- just today. They actually, her and her husband got together and they built these this big yard in the back of her yard. She's like, you know, I'm sorry, but... We're going to start doing something about it. Instead of talking about it and crying about mm-hmm. it, let's start growing our own food. We're going to get chickens. We're going to do this. And and it's like this stuff is real. This is going to happen. We're looking at our, you know, stores right now. Things that we just think just appear in our in our cabinets, <laughs> those are going to stop, you know, especially with the prices of gas. So we got to be prepared.
1: Yeah, we do have – we need to be prepared. And what's happening to the, um, the food places that are being um, like a – Plane flew into it. Do you know hear about that? Well, there's um, I think all the processing is, food is processing by place.
2: It's definitely.
0: By I didn't design. hear about that one.
1: Okay, there's been um a, a few um mm-hmm. places where they make food. Um, what are they food processing, processing places? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's been freak accidents. I'll have to pull that up. It, it, yeah. yeah. It's just crazy.
2: They're like going and, up in so on our, fire or, or yes. whatever. So. And these are major, major places where they do food processing. So as we talk about conspiracy, this is a conspiracy. This, mm-hmm. All these conspiracies are coming true. It's, facts. It they real it's time. facts. They are. It's facts. They
0: are. By the way, it got me thinking about, I had one of my listeners sent me an email the other day. It's kind of interesting. If you're looking forward to, if you're looking to get really back to the basics and stuff like that and bartering and stuff like that, she uh, emailed me about an interesting thing in which she raises animals and she's willing to do a trade. She she told me, she said, if you can you know, point me to somebody that can process these animals, then we'll do a trade where i will trade them some of the meat if they will do the processing of the meat so what,
2: what if these processing places shut down or close down
0: exactly i know so
2: we were brought up mm-hmm. in the ranch you know my yeah. dad and my parents and my grandparents and they knew how to do all that stuff, mm-hmm. process animals, you know. So at a very early age, we learned, you know, what you're supposed to do, yeah. how you do it, and those are skills that are not around. Most anymore. people don't have Most those skills. Most people do not have, not even to no. go hunting.
0: I, I grew up uh, with my dad, and I would go hunting with my dad, and he taught me how to to clean a fish and and how to we used to squirrel hunt how to how to clean a squirrel anyway so we are at the top of the hour and it's time for our uh, first hour break and we'll be right back with you with uh, adverse events news You're gonna stop the suffering. You could to stop the screams, but now your reign is over, and it's over.